all right. What's going on? Been drinking, been watching. Nick Gantz at Tall Boys. <laughs> Nick Gantz at Tall Boys. <laughs> and the reason I have a very specific reason because Yeah, what back, does this have to do with uh with with the movie tonight? Yeah. Uh the so Gantz at Tall Boys have to do with the movie tonight because ladies and gentlemen, the movie tonight is super bad. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and I was thinking, all right, we need to get something in tune with our high school days. And I was like, what, what beers could we afford and get at that young of an age? And it's like, oh, my cousin will pick me up a six pack of tall boys. That was an easy one. So Gansets? you drank Gansets in high school. I did. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are fucking yeah, I did bougie. Too. Bougie. What are you talking about? This was, I think, nine bucks. We also <laughs> went to high school in Narragansett. Drew, yeah. Well, for like nine bucks. I can get a 30 rack of fucking keys. Well, we're not I, keys. I oh, suppose oh, definitely so. Genesee. You know oh. what? You don't need to drink. It. Um, <laughs> oh, I will. I love <laughs> Coffee and Crumbs is sponsoring. Been drinking, been watching too. Coffee and Crumbs. That's our officially sponsored. No, we, that's our official sponsor. We are officially now sponsored. Did you really? Yeah, that is the awesome development. I'll yeah. drink to that. Cheers, boys. Don't, don't go so far away. I'll just keep these. Yeah, here. keep them here. What are you I'll doing? Just keep Which them I can here. throw they'll a plug go. for that in um, in the middle if you want. Sure. Well, right I on. think are we rolling? You just We're threw going. a plug in at the beginning. Are we yeah. rolling? Yeah, yeah you rolling, just plugged though. it. Been drinking, been watching has officially been sponsored by Coffee and Crumbs Cafe. Coffee and Crumbs located at 48A Rolf Square in Cranston, Rhode Island, directly adjacent to. Next home, Ocean State Real Estate. It group. sounds like Ben Drinking, Ben Watching might actually be sponsoring coffee and crumbs. <laughs> no, it's not even like that. No, it's not like that, though. No, but it might be. It's not like that, though. So, tonight we are drinking uh, apparently high school level beer, which I still drink today at bars. So, I don't... <laughs> anyway. Um, Disagree with me. Hit us up on the forum. Anyway. Which we um, don't have yet. We're, we're, gonna, we're working on a forum. Season, a forum's coming. <laughs> season two's got a lot of things in the world. Right on. We're gonna do some uh, some forums for sure. A there will be a couple of different forums. There will be a lot of forums. A uh, lot of. Uh, there will be some uh, forums. <laughs> yeah, more forums to come. Uh, but super bad. General impressions. Sure. Let's start with Andrew. Superbad is just as funny in 2021 as it was in 2007 or whenever the fuck that it came out, if not funnier. And I saw this movie when I was in I think fifth or sixth grade. Oh, yeah, in, you in theaters that. with my two sisters, my brother, and a group of their friends. Damn. And at the time, I recall picking up on all the jokes, and I'm looking around, and I'm laughing at things that other people aren't laughing at. And I feel, and I left the theater thinking, all of you losers should have known what those jokes meant, and none of you did. You have any in particular that stick out? Um, like everybody in the group like looked at me, they didn't know what the word hymen meant. <laughs> <laughs> Even the girls. I was like, uh Okay. I was like, well, this makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I don't want to explain this to you. <laughs> um, that was one of the first ones that stands out. Um I don't know, some more some more specific ones would come back to me, I'm sure. Uh, throughout the night, yeah, we'll we'll pick them up. So, Matthew. Oh man. What'd you yeah. think? Real I love quick. it. I fucking love this movie. What's not to love about it? I, I will say this though. When I saw it, I, I was in that boat that Andrew was describing. I was like, eh, I don't know. It it didn't ring true to me at the time. It, uh -huh. it took me like two or three watches a couple of years later. Where I was like, fuck. I feel like I, I didn't get the classic when the classic dropped. Gotcha. Gotcha. But like watching it, I, I think I told you guys before we before we sat down that um, I watched it three times. And I actually laughed throughout all three times nice 
Nice. It, it was it was quite amazing. I just can't believe that you put that two hour movie down three times. Yeah, it's a two well, hour comedy. Well, yeah. and it's every bit of two hours. It's like. it's full from like I think like one hour fifty eight minutes straight up. For from I mean from the first shot until the last shot, there's just so much condensed into one movie. It is kind of like a comedic epic. Yeah. In that in that respect. Well, it's pretty cool because I didn't know this until today. I was I was doing a little research on the writing process and the producing process. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, they've been writing it since they were 13. Oh, really? It was a just ten. like a classic buddy comedy. Yeah, they've yeah. been writing it since junior high. Wow, that's yeah. fucking funny. They were watching a bunch of movies apparently and they they just said to themselves, "Well, what the fuck? Like we can make something funnier than this." And then like they were sitting there and a half hour later apparently they're like, "Wait, no. We should go write a movie that's better than this." What movie were they watching? They were just watching like all, you know, all the 80s buddy comedies, sure. and, like 70s, you know, uh like Animal House or whatever. I mean, Animal House is a really funny movie, but movies in that same vein that didn't yeah. do as well. Yeah, I know what you mean. Well, it's so funny too because like the basic premise of this movie is no different than American Pie. I was gonna just gonna say that it is like American Pie eight years later. It's like it's so Judd much sharper Apatow's though. It's less American Pie. It's less fart and jizz jokes, right? And more heart. You know mm. what I mean? And that's coming from someone who actually really enjoys American Pie, like we discussed. On <laughs> well, this is coming one. from somebody who actually really loves like I, fart and I jizz love jokes. fart and jizz jokes. So, but then like to see them portrayed in this like. I don't know. There's like there is heart to this movie. There's heart to American Pie as well. Mm, it's just it's very different. Very it different is, eras. It is different. It's like you have a uh, '90s comedy and '90s adolescence versus the millennial adolescence mm. and uh, coming of age high school story, which was super bad. I feel like there yeah. are a lot of people watching this in high school now, thinking to themselves, "Fuck! Like I wish I had that <laughs> high school experience." Sure. Well, it's so crazy because like the way that high school is portrayed. In, in the American Pie movies, then the way you see it portrayed in Superbad, which is, like I said, it's like 2007, 2008. So that's like some of our older cousins' high school era. That was Tim. Yeah, yeah. it's like Tim, my sister Danielle. Like, And then even for us, like three, four years later, high school was way different than that. Sure. Th and that's what sure. I was saying earlier, where like I watched it the first time and I didn't necessarily pick <clears throat> up on that it was a classic because that wasn't necessarily my experience in high school. That wasn't what I was going through at the time that I saw it. Yeah. It was really when I got to college where I could look back on like my senior year and my junior year and be like, oh, like, cause I, I'm pretty 2007, eight. Uh, yeah. That would have been like my freshman, sophomore year of high school. Right. And at that time I wasn't having that experience. <clears throat> it Ace, took until. Ace, what'd you think? I mean, I fucking love this movie. Again, it is a classic. It really is like a comedy classic in the same realm of uh, American Pie and, you know, others that we've just named. Mm -hmm. But um, there were some things that I was surprisingly annoyed with. I was surprisingly annoyed with some things. Like the way that, and, and it was the new brand of dry milk the fucking joke until it is done. I and feel like you have one specific in mind. Th it's not even just one specific. It's just all of the, like, they just tried to really capture the awkwardness of, like, not being able to talk to girls and mm -hmm. completely making an ass of yourself and never knowing how to segue out of, you know, a conversation or an interaction. Bye. And it was, like, there was some moment, and, and, like, I understand what the intention was, but there was some times where I'm like, get the fuck on with it, man. Like, yeah. move on with it. 
But, you know, <laughs> other than that, fucking great. And, like, one of the big things that was different with this movie in American Pie, just to, I mean, if we're going to go down that... Uh, I didn't realize we were, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, if we're going to go down that uh, comparing those two... Um, what American Pie had and what Superbad had were both extremely raunchy. And, like, they were very R-rated in, like, all the respects of, of the two movies. But the difference with American Pie is that it was raunchy in, like, a physical sense. Mm. Whereas Superbad is raunchy in a language sense. Mm. You know, it really does use writing and language to paint you a picture coming from Jonah Hill, who says, like, as many words as Al Pacino and Scarface... He just keeps piling, uh, I guess, explanation or explanation and like joke after joke. But it's just saying the same thing over and over again and not stopping. Mm. And I can imagine like when you're rolling on Jonah Hill and he goes on these like long, like when he's talking to the whole mech teacher mm. and he does like that's got to be like a solid minute and a half. Of, it's called talking. <laughs> it is golden. And, no yeah. offense. Yeah, no offense. No I mean, offense. It's all bullshit. Blah, Nobody blah, blah, gives blah, a blah, fuck blah. that whole fence. Am I going to be a chef? No. This thing needs to to school. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, shit, I, I, had a, I had a point with that. Um, Jonah Hill, Roland. Jonah Hill, Roland. Oh, yeah. Like, when you're, when he's going on that kind of tangent, I can imagine, like, in the editor's room, it's like, we can't cut any of this. No. Like, this whole thing has to come in here. Like, there's no clean cut at all. Like, you just throw it in. Like, you're going to have to cut around, like, picture-wise. <laughs> and I'd love to be able to, like, get our hands on, like, bloopers of how many times they were, like, here's one idea, run with it. Yeah. Here's another idea, run with it. And then they just let him, they just let him go. They let him riff for, like... 45 seconds. See, I, I am fascinated with that. Would have loved to have been a fly on the wall just to watch Bill Hader and Seth Rogen improvise throughout that whole movie. Like, you, you think imagine? that's how they did it? They just improvised the whole thing? That's what it, I, I did a lot of reading today on the movie, and that was like the main theme that came up was that um, from, from the producing and writing standpoint, like these guys were all so tight-knit. And like when Seth and Evan uh, were bringing this to life, they were 23 years old. Sure. They've been working on it for 10 years and they were just like, you know, they got everybody together and it was just like a family and they all apparently felt comfortable. So it was just like, we're going to riff. We're going to riff. Is that how old they were in 2007? Like 23? That's what I read. That's what I read is that Jesus they were 23 years old. Christ. And I, I, on the third watch, I was like, Seth Rogen looks like a 40 year old man. He looks movie. fucking 40. He's always looked 40. Though. He's always, He's always looked 40. Looked 40. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was a really good one. But something that I really did think was interesting is that, uh, again, I bought Jonah Hill, uh, whoever plays Fogel, and Michael Sarah as high school students, even though yeah. they're in their 20s. So Fogel was 17 during filming. Mm -hmm. Was he 17? His during mother filming? had to be on set during the sex scene. Oh, God. I just cringed. Oh, God. <laughs> like, that's legit. Like, I remember when this movie came oh, out. That's, like, God. all they were talking about was how, like, she had to be there watching him. Oh, good thing it wasn't a, like, involved sex scene. It was just a, oh, oh it's in. I, well, and it's I love in. her I love her face <laughs> even before the it's in. You can see her, and she's just like, yeah, she, she's going to, you can't see us, but we're making the face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's, like, evidently, like, confused by what he's, like, trying to do. And then he's like. <laughs> his eyes bulge he's like it's, it's, it's in. in oh my god it's in. <laughs> like, and everybody's been there before and if you say that you haven't you're a liar you're better than us <laughs> <laughs>
I feel like everybody has been there in every respect of this movie with every character. 100%. That was definitely a huge thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, All right, go on it. Go and I think and I, the, the best thing about it is the first 20 minutes of the movie. I'm like having convulsions, nodding my head in when, agreement. Like, <laughs> the, the first 20 minutes of this movie is literally just raunchy, inappropriate, but almost innocent repartee between Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah, whether it's in the car, like talking about the porn sites, sure. talking about his mom's tits, how he sucked on his dad's dick. Mm -hmm. And then like when when they're on the soccer field, like when they're walking to the into the convenience store and he's like, you know, it's been almost two years since I've seen an actual human female nipple. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, and he's like, he's like, yeah, we got like two dozen hand jobs, you know? And yeah. Like, and like three quarters, three of, a quarters blow of a blow job. But like, who's counting? You <laughs> know who's what I mean? Like, I just think it's funny how you quantify three quarters of a blow job. <laughs> how do you measure that? But I just think it's so... You do. <laughs> it's funny because, like, how, like, cringeworthy and filthy this dialogue is, it really is. They're just two dumb high school kids. Like, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. That's exactly And that's the thing that this movie does better than any movies, you know, buddy comedy high school movies that have come before it, is that it really... That's how you talked. Yeah. When you learn the, the F word, you're just like, you fuck this, fuck this. When yeah. you when you learn that you can say clit, dick, shit, piss, tits. Anything. I still anything, do. <laughs> it's just like you you abuse the shit out of that. And I think that's what um, Seth and Evan did so well is that they, they wrote high school characters. Sure. Natural, high school, awkward, horny high school characters. Well, it's kind of funny that they are named Seth and Evan in the movie. Oh, it's genius. Like. And it's the fat and skinny. And kid. Seth Rogen was definitely a fat ass with a Jufro <laughs> in high school. Like, yeah. And my favorite, uh, good, talking about McLovin again. So apparently, in the casting process, like you know, they didn't they didn't really hold many auditions. Like Michael Sarah got cast. They're like, oh, this kid's in Arrested Development. You should hire him. And Seth was like, yes. And then um, for for Jonah Hill, they were working on the set of Forty Year Old Virgin while they were writing this and working on it and getting ready to produce it. Yeah. And Jonah Hill does the eBay scene. I just right. want to buy these shoes from you. And they're like, fuck, let's have that guy do an audition. So they brought him into the trailer, and the way they tell it, it took an hour. So they filmed him. They sent it up to the executive who's producing the movie, and she goes, "That's him. That's the guy." And the thing about uh, Jonah Hill that apparently really sold them was that he, they were looking for somebody who could say these vulgar, hysterical, disgusting lines, but still be endearing. Sure. And still have like you know a quality of sympathy to him. And then here's here's what I was getting at. This is all a long story building up to McLovin. Apparently, they just put a bunch of flyers in front of a bunch of high schools. And one day they got a text. It was a selfie from uh, Michael. What's his full name? Michael Chris, Mintz. Yeah, Michael, Christopher Mintz Place. Christopher right. Mintz Chris Place. Uh, they got a they got a selfie from him, and they all pass it around, and they go. Oh yeah, we know that that kid's been in a locker. We should, <laughs> we should audition him. And apparently, Jonah Hill hated him. Really? Yeah, they were doing. And I watched. I watched. Oh, that's the, funny. Like just because he was a kid, and Jonah Hill being the oldest person out of the three of them. No, no, it was the McLovin scene. So when they did that, was the table read, and they auditioned with that. So uh -huh. it, it was Michael, Sarah, Jonah Hill, and then Christopher. And he's reading the like Jonah Hill's on book, and Christopher is not, and he's just riffing. And apparently when it was all done, like the producers are like, oh, that kid's awesome. And Jonah Hill goes, no, I, no, we can't hire him. Because like Jonah Hill saw him as like extreme competition. Oh, no. <laughs> uh. But then like Seth tells it, he's like, yeah, now we're definitely hiring him. <laughs> 
It's like you're asking for it, dude. Which is, you know, that's kind of funny. Like watching him interact with Fogel. Oh, watching yeah. Seth interact with Fogel. He is digging in so fucking hard. So hard. So that kind of makes a little bit more sense. And then going. Faggle! Faggle! <laughs> no, your name's not McLovin. Because <laughs> McLovin's a stupid fucking made up name. What are you, a fucking Irish R&B singer? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, I thought um, that was good stuff. But isn't it interesting though? Because really, when you look at the movie, it's it's a story about it. it you know, it's the buddy buddy comedy. It's mm. about you know these two kids, Seth and Evan, like you know, finally confronting like, hey, man, I love you. Like at the end of this, that's what it's about. But friendship, my, friendship. It's about friendship. But then I love this element of McLovin because. When we first meet McLovin, so we have the flashback. He's telling him about, you know, he's telling Becca about the crazy weekend they had. And fuck you. And <laughs> then the first time we actually meet Fogel, that's not in a flashback. He enters the classroom before he's about to tell them he's getting his fake ID. And the camera pushes in on him. I noticed this. And he walks past the camera. And then at the end, here's the best part. Fogel's last shot is when he's busting caps into the flaming cop car. And once again, the camera zooms in on him. And it's like those two shots bookend the chaos of the movie. Everything on the outside of those bookends, it's just the friendship. Sure. Fogel, I get that. Fogel literally brings in That's the really element good. of craziness. Yeah, that is interesting. Seeing that he's like the least, like most unsuspecting one. Like he is like obviously the physically the weakest. He does not have the strongest dialogue. He is not the wittiest at all. But he's funny, dude. But he he's gets, endearing. He really is. And he has the most interesting, fascinating, like adventure. Yeah. Like throughout. Like he doesn't get hurt barely at all. He gets punched out, but like he's not really like Are in you a, okay? Oh ah! <laughs> the shoes. <laughs> well, and the funniest part. The funniest part about Fogel McLovin, whatever you want to call him, is that the the whole plot of this story, it seems like super cut and dry. It's like, okay, like these guys need to get booze. They so get, they can they, get laid. They get the booze to the party. They become more sexually desirable just because of what they accomplished. Sure. Then they're trying to get the girls drunk because in their head, that's what they need that's to do how, that's to how make you, this happen. Right. And at the core of it, is Fogel <laughs> because he's this little fucking dipshit who comes in and then a light bulb goes off in Seth's head and he's like, oh, this is easy. Like, no repercussions Fogel for us. The we'll make Fogel do it. If he gets in trouble, then fuck him. And if not, we'll figure out something else. You and, know Fogel, I mean? and Fogel literally walks in. He's like, I'm getting my fake ID. We should get fucked up together like tonight. Like, no party. <laughs> he's like, you're always calling me a pussy and whatnot. <laughs> Yeah, man. And then he just introduces this chaos. But you're right, dude. He has the best journey. Like his story, like you could have taken Seth and Evan. Out. I, I'm glad they didn't. But you could have taken Seth and Evan out of this and just followed and just Fogel. Fogel. Yeah. And like that is golden. That's right probably there. why they had to make it a two hour movie, because it is two movies in one. It is Fogel's journey with the cops, with the cops, with the cops. Yeah. And then there's uh, Evan and Seth's journey. How old are you, McLovin? Old enough. Old enough. Uh, to, old enough for what? The hell's that mean? To, to party. To party. Can I see your ID? 
You're an organ donor. You're an organ donor. <laughs> I didn't want to be one, but my wife insisted. Let's just stop and talk about how great Bill Hader is. Like He's the both, of them, both of them together riffing. Bill Hader they and are. Seth Rogen going together is but just like fucking awesome. The they facial need another expressions. movie together. It's so funny you said that because I was listening to a podcast that had Bill Hader on it, and um, actually I think it was probably Bill Simmons. Go figure. And he's talking to him about it, and he's just like, "How has there not been like a spinoff like?" about like the life of, of the, the cops. cops. Yeah, right. like how is there not, or like a TV show made about like Slater and um, Michaels. Like, what did what did Hater say? And he's just like, Hater straight up said, he's like, you know, there were talks about it. He's like, I think we wrote a couple of things potentially to do that. He's like, it just never really came to fruition. Sure. Seth Rogen's career acting wise, I mean, like, Blew up. like Knocked Up was big for him. But then like after this one, he was no longer like fourth build character anymore in a movie. No, like he Pineapple was, Express came very. It was close like his next this. movie. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. It's not that it, like fuck his acting career. What really this movie gave him the latitude to accomplish was his writing. Right. Like he got to create whatever he wanted after Superbad, and then sure. he got to star in as big or small a role as he wanted. Hmm. But he like, did. yeah, his career took a took a it took off. Like, everybody's did actually. Wasn't this Emma Stone's first movie? I was just looking this up the other night. I think this was her first feature. And I think it was the same thing with Michael Sarah. It was his first feature-length movie. Because yeah, he had really done. only done Arrested Development. Yeah, right, right. That was his big thing. And it's interesting because I think that Jonah Hill and Emma Stone really had the like actor-as-actor actor career of acting. Where Michael Sarah has been typecasted. Unfortunately. Uh, Seth Rogen's been pretty much typecasted. Well, I would say it goes back to what I was just talking about. Seth Rogen's like writing his own career. Acting, right, right, right. I mean, he's not, and when he's when it comes to acting, he's not an actor as much as he has more of a I don't writer. Know. Have you seen Steve Jobs? I didn't see Steve Jobs. No. Oh, man. Is that, he it, in that? Yeah, dude. He plays, um, I for fucking forget the name of the guy. Uh, he's essentially the guy who created the MacBook with Steve Jobs. Oh, no shit. And they have a split. Oh, he does good. Uh, Wozniak, I think, is his last name. Okay. Um, long story short, uh, Seth Rogen can act. Can act. Putting it out there. Fair enough. Fact. I just haven't seen it. I've only seen him as Seth Rogen. Sure. You know what I mean? I haven't seen him do anything else. Where I've seen Jonah Hill like, transcend. You're right. You're 100% right about your point. As far as like acting chops have taken off, like sure. it's, it's Jonah Hill and it's Emma Stone. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy because I thought the character that played Jules, she had like a really like loving, like tender, like nature about her i don't know or not jules um, i was Becca. about to say not jules, jules, yeah. sure i don't know why nothing ever came of her same thing with the. Uh, oh you think it was the teeth you think it was the oh, teeth shut up you can fix those <laughs> i'm sorry uh, I'm in just post even yeah you can fix that in post well she was like significantly older than them right I don't think so. No, Martha McIsaac. I don't think she was. Yeah, I don't. I don't think she was. She definitely didn't look. She, she was, was in like in this like in the next year. She was in the Last House on the Left remake, as just like a brief like bit character. Like she She's, was like, she strikes me as, and I apologize if this is insulting to anybody, but she strikes me as somebody who would be in those like one off horror, like slasher movies or like I don't know, piece of shit. Net straight to Netflix. Sure, I just like, like never can... saw her in anything again. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm. I, mm. Nah, I, mm. let me let me backtrack. I don't have feelings about her one way or the other. I think she was good in this movie. Uh, the fact that she's not in other movies, do I feel like we're missing out? Not necessarily, but I would be interested to see if she did pop up and what she could do. Sure, I like I said, that. I just think it's kind of strange. You see things like this happen all the time. Like she, like where, like that, like the one teen comedy really elevates these actors and actresses and it like 
launches their career, and it just didn't happen for her at all. Well, well it really didn't happen for uh, Mr. Mintz either. No, it, it's he because role his character then... is so iconic sure. as McLovin. Like it, it's almost too iconic for him to play anything else. Yeah. Well, he did do role models, and he was pretty fucking. But awesome he was basically there. the same person. He was, he was just kind of a quirky, person. like weird, quirky nerd, sure. yeah. you know. And well, was... Ace, you and I have talked about this before, but what's interesting about McLovin's career is that I I don't know if this was deliberate on his part, but what I think is interesting about it is that he has made millions as a voice actor. Oh, oh, yeah, I remember he was in, like, How to Train Your Dragon and a He's couple in things like that. How to Train Your Dragon. I think he does, like, a bunch of commercial work. But, like, I saw his reel online, and I'm like, dude, that's the move. You want to avoid, yeah. like, being yeah. typecast, and you've got a great voice? Go make millions. Go do all those other movies. And yeah. then, like, in a few years, come back. And I back. can imagine the schedule He did, so too. He did come back. He made, like, Neighbors. He was in, like, Pitch Perfect. Like, so, like, he did appear oh. in things again. He, like, bulked up. Like, he put on some size. But, like, it's Well, just... he also grew up from 17 to... Right. And, I mean, his, but, like, yeah, his right? face <laughs> just kind of... Like, he didn't have, like, the look. He's still got that baby face. Right. I think the only thing that's changed about his face is that he's got, like, raccoon eyes now. Like, that guy's been staying up late. Yeah, he's going down How about the spot rebel. from Dave Franco? <laughs> as Greg, the kid who pissed his pants on the soccer field. Oh, God, is that Dave That's Franco? That's Dave Franco. That's Dave. Like, before anything <laughs> big happened for him. And it was such a good, like, <laughs> in that awesome. bit part, he's like, <laughs> that was in seventh grade. That was like eight years ago, asshole. People don't forget. <laughs> two what lines. the fuck, Evan? We're down two points. <laughs> Fucking calm down, Greg. It's soccer. It's soccer. Seth, get off the field. No, <laughs> you're going to get that. Shit. No, I'm not. <laughs> That was pretty good. That was pretty good. There, there were a couple of like slapsticky moments. I don't even know if you can call them slapsticky, but it's like some weird moments like that where he just spikes the fucking soccer ball. And like just some of the one-liners, like what I'm supposed to sit here and eat dessert alone, like I'm fucking Steven Glansberg. Like, <laughs> like who? First of all, there's definitely somebody working on set whose name is Steven Glansberg. No, <laughs> going going back to what I read today, uh, Steven Glansberg was just a throwaway name from a classmate. And now Steven Glansberg, in reality, I think he works at a law firm and everybody's like, oh, you used to eat alone in high school. What? He's like, no, I didn't. Where did you fucking get that from? Super the bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Okay. Um, uh, what's some, up with the oh sorry go ahead Ace I was gonna say something that I really enjoyed about this movie and something that I really enjoy about a lot of the newer comedies and buddy comedies and like absurd comedies is the inconsequential violence mm. that happens like the fact that Seth gets hit by a car twice 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 with no repercussions at all yeah um there was the uh not uh oh yeah. does get hit by a car the 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 party in itself like the oh, whole the the midpoint where the the big uh, fight yeah the big fucking brawl is that laundry detergent yeah it was just yeah what are you doing with what it? are you doing with it? kevin corrigan kevin yeah. corrigan. corrigan is in it yeah which is a great part for him that was awesome and uh, dude i want to know the story of uh of john however you say the fuck his last name joe latrulio jo oh joe yeah joe latrulio is it Latrulio? The the guy with the bug eyes? Yeah, is that how you say like, it? Latrulio? Calling his friends at the party? <laughs> Joe Latrulio. Latrulio, yeah. gotcha. Do you think there's something there? <laughs> there is. Why do they hate him so much? Why is he so spastic? And why he is, is he going phone, he's like, Why is he going to a party to use guys, a phone? Listen, full honesty, 
I have a, I have a warrant out from for non-violent, totally non-violent crime. Mercy Street, guys. Mercy Street. <laughs> I'm a good guy. Remember, I am a good guy. You, you're either gonna give us hey, a shit ton like, of money or a shit ton of booze. Hey, you look like uh, what's that guy's name? Jimmy. Jimmy. You look like Jimmy. You guys you look like Jimmy's brother. Jimmy's brother. You, Jimmy's brother. You, you totally which gets, do, man. Which totally comes back when they're at the party. You're the singer. You're Jimmy's brother. You're Jimmy's brother, right? The singer. The singer. Sing for us. My, my brother came, my brother came all the way from Scottsdale, Arizona. Scottsdale, Arizona. And you're going to sing good. No, no. I just like a bird. <laughs> sing for us. Sing for us. <laughs> and I love how he Don't goes, make this fucking weird, man. Just Don't make us. this weird. Just he like, goes, you either give us the money or give us the booze. And he goes, all right, no, no, no. It's fine. It's called Let's Make a Deal. He goes, seven dollars <laughs> this is nothing i can't what are you a six-year-old <laughs> hey you know one of you guys could have hopped up front with me no we're, no, we're good we're good safe uh, in the back <laughs> the other uh another example of it is uh the bomb that gets busted at the uh the bar like the first bus that mclovin goes to with uh with the cops <laughs> and the fact that they smash that fucking car up he rips it in the in the parking lot, gets into a vicious accident, comes up like, no, we're good. Dude, another fun little piece of trivia. Uh, that scene was improvised, and Bill Hader just started singing Panama, and Judd Apatow, apparently, after the take, comes up to him and he goes, fuck, Bill, do you know how expensive it's gonna be for us to buy Panama? <laughs> like, the song and all the rights? And, like, they all fell in love with the take right then and there. Like, they were like, oh, Fuck Bill, like you're onto something, but goddamn you, our budget just went up so much. Just because of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you gotta you gotta match it with the song. Well, not only that, it's like, dude, if Bill Hader has an idea that just hits the whole crew right then and there, like you you commit to it. You fucking commit to you it. You ought to. You ought to. And I feel like you it, ought to. it it worked out for the best. Come on, I would that's say an so. iconic scene. Panama! <laughs> bum, 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 bum. And then they're throwing the fucking Molotov, Molotov. cocktail. I, I love how giddy he gets when, like, Fogel, when he when he's... I don't know why I keep calling him Fogel and not McLovin. He is McLovin. And Seth he, even says, like, what's your actual name? He's like, Fogel. He's like, nah, fuck it. You're nah, you're McLovin. <laughs> Way cooler. And he's like, they're dumping the alcohol. He's like, yee, yee. <laughs> Again, just capturing like the, the innocence. Yeah, of, like, just the that kid age. hanging with the adults, even though they are the most irresponsible adults you could find in this movie. Dude, it's so great. It's so great. Hey, McLovin, here's what's gonna happen. Do you smoke? Yeah, smoke up. <laughs> it's so quotable. It really is. We could we could sit here all like night it's probably the one thing. of the like in the of the 21st century. It's probably in the top five most quotable movies. Yeah, probably. It's I like, mean, it's like up there with like The Hangover and like. Uh, Anchorman, yeah, you know, like Airplane. forty. I said of the twenty first century. You fucking idiot! It's already started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is how it goes, Andrew. This is how it's going and has to be. I'm literally, I'm literally done. I'm done already. <laughs> We're in a time loop. <laughs> no. Um. What about the penis scenes? All right. I'm glad. I was just gonna say, ladies and gentlemen, Ace's hand just went up. <laughs> my favorite part of this movie that sticks with me, and it is is absolutely brilliant, like action wise, from this kid, this child that they picked, dude. <laughs> Dude, when he's just face down in the, in the fucking bucket, just eating the pictures of dicks, just oh, so embarrassed. And you just feel it. You just. Feeling, <laughs> he's just fucking ruined. The boy is ruined. Just oh. like, well, and dude, and that's actually a really nice point. He's oh. 
He's ruined because think about how vulgar and disgusting and kind of like he's a huge turnoff up until that point in the movie where you're like, what is it with this guy? Why is he so obsessed with sex? Why is he so rude to everybody? And then he's got like, some shit going he on. He went through an event. <laughs> Not only that, but it, also the detail that they put in these dicks. Like <laughs> this is a fucking 10 year old kid just drawing these like Rembrandt dicks, these absolute Sistine Chapel of dicks. Oh my fucking god. It's fucking brilliant. I don't know who the art director was of that, but they fucking nailed that. I think my favorite dick picture though was when it's like the tank and it's like the <laughs> Tiananmen Square. Tian Square. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, it was so fucking funny. And the whole time he's narrating it, they just cut back to Evan. He's just like He's just staring at him the whole time. And I love how they end that whole scene with, yeah, it's kind of gay, but whatever. Yeah, he's just really messed up, man. Just Super gay, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> which that's such high school banter, right? Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Like, I used to sit around and draw pictures of dicks. <laughs> he laughs. He chuckled. He dicks. goes, "Dicks, <laughs> like like a man dick, a man dick." <laughs> yeah, Evan, like, like a, a man, man dick. dick. <laughs> <laughs> but you're absolutely right, dude. It's such good, like high school banter. He's like, "That's really." gay but all right <laughs> well and i love how like they eat dessert <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like that's so subtle but he's just like ah, all right whatever man let's just go get some dessert <laughs> he's like, no i can't i'm gonna go help pick Dude. up my class he's like he's appalled he, like, <laughs> Seth is literally appalled that he's not gonna eat dessert with him well that's that's like um, part of the point of the movie too is that these are two inseparable people like one is leaving the the nest and the other one can't that was gonna be the change. name of the movie originally was separation anxiety and and to Man. that to that point, I love when they're in the home ec class, and he's like, "Yeah, no, we're, why is everybody so freaked out? We're gonna be fine." And he's like, "All right, I gotta go to the bathroom. Nope, it's not gonna shake itself. Let's go." <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not gonna shake itself. Not gonna shake itself. That was that was fucking brilliant. So as much as like I love glorifying this movie, the one thing I will say, the middle does drag a little bit. Yeah. I agree. I think what the I, fuck are you talking about? I do. I think really? I think um what's, what's the middle? The party? I think once they get to the like crazy guys party, yeah. I think a little bit of that drags. I think they do a really good job of waking you back up with the phone call where Michael Sarah's like on the phone. He's like, piece of shit, like piece yeah. of shit fucking phone. <laughs> Slap and then, he, you and then bitch. he goes back to the party and it's like, okay, 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 you got me back a little bit. But I just think like I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like the lighting in that party scene or if it's just like the general tone of the party. I'm like, uh, I just kind of want them. They could. I just want to see up. the journey. You they could have sped that up. They could have sped a lot of things up. I don't think like all the humor is nailed in the <laughs> awkwardness that they have, Morty. But it definitely. <laughs> I thought we were gonna stop that this season. <laughs> <laughs> but they definitely, um, they definitely could have condensed a bit of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, right. Uh, bye. Uh, yeah. Uh, Here's why then, I disagree. Uh, Here's why I disagree. And his name is Coach Chips. Oh, um, for fuck's sake! I thought we were gonna stop this too. I've been to. So did I. <laughs> I've literally been to that party. <laughs> Which one? The crazy party. The crazy. Party. The crazy party. Where, where you're like, the kid out of water. No, I was the I was the fish out of water. Where it's like, yeah. oh no no, bro, come on, we got this. We're gonna go drink. I got all my friends there. It's gonna be great. And you show up and you're like, oh, I'm expecting like a drink out of the cooler. And it's like. Oh, these are some characters. Like, you want a line of cocaine? You want a no, line I of really cocaine? You need that. to sing for us right now. Sing, sing. And I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. Like that's why I that's why I disagree with you guys that it didn't drag because when I watch that, it takes me right back, and I'm like, fuck, dude. We've all been in that experience where we go to our first like adult party. Yeah. And you meet those and there are adult psychos. things happening. <laughs> I also 
do think some of the I think some of the police scenes with McLovin drag too. You know, like I think I think there's a lot of good one liners. I think they're funny. Um, I think mm. it's necessary to the story. But there were a lot of it where I'm almost like, oh, I'm like well, that, let me, that's let a little me, stretchy. Let me ask you this: Did the did the bar scene after they got the bomb have to happen? No. Could no. they have cut that? They could have cut that. I think they could have cut that. I'm glad like, they didn't though. It was funny. I mean, but it wasn't. It was. It was interesting because what I thought that did with the characters of the two cops was when you first meet them, it's like, okay, Bill Hader's the leader, Seth Rogen's the rookie. He's teaching him something, mm-hmm. and then in the bar, it's like, Bill Hader is crazy because of his ex. Because <laughs> of the whore. Of his she was an actual wife. whore, <laughs> and Seth Rogen is kind of his coping partner. <laughs> On our wedding night, we had a group sex. Huh? I, I wasn't, wasn't involved. involved. Seth Rogen goes, I was. I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. I'm only just thinking about this. It's a buddy comedy within a buddy comedy. Within it's another two buddy of the comedy. best buddy comedies ever. Ever in one movie. In one movie. <laughs> Slater. Slater. <laughs> I love somebody on that film set, too definitely thinks that Star Wars Attack of the Clones is the best of the Star Wars because when when Slater is quoting Yoda and then he goes, that was uh, Yoda from Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I think that's a joke because it's like notoriously the worst that one. That is the worst one of all. Yeah, and of I them. think that's the joke. Like, yeah. like I'm actually really happy you brought that up because something that I don't have clarity on, which I would like clarity on, Something I don't have clarity on, which I would like clarity on. When does this movie take place? 2007. Like where though? Yeah. That's so good, why where are, is it? What time in space are we in? Why are they all dressed and acting like they're in the 70s, but also they the all 90s? They have flip phones. There's no smartphones. There's yeah, no, but they have flip phones. So I mean, they have a, flip it's phones. At least so early it's 2000s. at least the, it's got to be the early 2000s, but it's definitely an undisclosed. I think it takes place when they film it. Dude, I just love. I maybe maybe it's the maybe it's the choices of the director and the art, you know, the production designer. Could have like, been. Dude, it looks it's like funky. a '70s funky movie. It's straight up. Funky. I think it's only the soundtrack that does that. I well, the soundtrack's the, awesome. And but also the they, wardrobe. The wardrobe. Totally, well, they dress. Who's wardrobe? And though? the picture cards. But who's wardrobe? And the picture cards. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Um, kind of. I, I would say more in the '90s. Uh, they they definitely have a classic feel. It's definitely one of those like clerks towns, like New Jerseyan towns. I think it takes place in Canada. It no, re- remi- no, it's in L- it's in California. Is it in California? Yeah, it's in Cali. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't hear any of that in the movie. You say Cali as if like you're from there. It's in California. There yeah. You okay. Anyway, um, but so here here's a, I can I can actually exp- I think I can explain this wardrobe thing. So you have the main three characters, which is McLovin. Seth <laughs> and Evan and Seth is just button down fucking cargo shorts because he's fat and he wants to be comfortable and there's nothing when you're a fat kid there's nothing more comfortable than cargo shorts or an unbuttoned plaid shirt but but then he throws on that dad's his 70s father's, wardrobe it's his father's wardrobe okay. Evan's father's wardrobe and then you have Evan who is nothing more than a representation like a, a copy of his father so he's kind of like taking your father like pieces of he's that he's square he's got like, super he's very fucking khaki square. pants with like super fucking square if anything it's like LA hipster like Silicon Valley hipster yeah yeah. And then you got Fogel, who's a fucking nerd. And he's you look like, like Aladdin. Well, and Fogel is coming from work, off. don't forget. He is coming from work. The smart and shopper. Even when you see him, he's yeah. like wearing like an off-brand Metallica shirt. Yeah. It looks like. Yeah. yeah he definitely right. doesn't and look jeans. like. like he's, yeah. He's pretty, mm-hmm. he's 
pretty normal. And but this, I wanted to talk about the soundtrack too because it's a fucking cool soundtrack. It's an amazing. Soundtrack. It is super fucking cool, and like there's so much style in this movie just because so of the soundtrack. It is so awesome, and it shifts. I don't know if you noticed, but it shifts towards like the end when like the they get to the party. Mm-hmm. There's no more funk. It's oh, and no then you got Biggie. <laughs> well, it, it's it's like high school party. Yeah, and then it turns into fucking rock and roll when you get back to uh, the cops and yeah, they're blowing the fucking car up and shit. Mm-hmm. Straight up rock and roll. And then Dude, I want to have one of those nights. Can we have one of those nights? Maybe it'll be the last episode of the podcast where we well, just we blast just Panama and we just drink everything and we like break down my walls. Well, like I want to talk about the high school of part. Jericho. Like I, w- I really want to talk about the party. All right, because even though it's much more elaborate. All three of them at the party really do represent a phase in high school parties that I guarantee all of us were at at one point. Uh, sure. Uh, unless you want, to, unless you have a real point to make, I'd like to. Which phase were you at? Uh, that like, what like which phase do you relate to? Seth, Evan, or uh, Seth, uh, Fogel, yeah, Fogel, or Evan? The one that closest <laughs> resonates with me is Evan. Because sure. Evan gets so blackout drunk because he thinks that's what he has to do to get with this girl who's already also cocked. Mm, and, then, and then and then the experience is just so cringeworthy <laughs> that even cocked, he's just like, this, this is pretty intense. You're so, like, you're so beautiful you're so and I respect so you. He's like, he's like trying, women. Yeah, he's trying to like be to respectful. And she just wants to get like fucked. Yeah, like she just wants to have like dirty, like weird, like <laughs> like lose your virginity sex. I have a secret to tell you. You could tell me here, but I can't tell you here. It's and he's just so nice. oblivious to it all. He's completely oblivious to it. But it's actually kind of nice After because in that moment you're like, oh, these two actually are on the same page as each other. Like she has no clue what she wants either. She's just so drunk. They're just both she's... so uncomfortable. They're so uncomfortable and they're so inexperienced that like they're both like trying to find ways to be like vulnerable with each other. So sure. she's like. The wreck, and then all of a sudden she just becomes an emotional basket case and starts crying, and she throws. Go up. get Gabby! Oh, she <laughs> threw up. That was what. Yeah, she time. puked, and then it's just like Wait, I don't just get like, it. Ah. Did I what puke the on fuck? you? No, no, I do remember that. I avoided it. Go over there. <laughs> and then he's and like she's like unzipping him, and he's like, "Careful, it's a vintage cardigan." <laughs> this, is a, this is very important. I got it from a vintage store. It's a, <laughs> That's emotional. Uh, but then there's like, but then important. like everybody's been like in the Seth perspective too, where he's just like, like all of a sudden there's one party where you're just, you're this just is the center the of attention. You know what yeah. I mean? Like this is your party. This is your coming out time. Like everybody's like, oh, this guy actually has something to say. Like that was me. <laughs> Man, he's like, I had that every party I ever went to. Every party I went to, that was me. And I equally had drunken, stupid experiences where like I would pass out and knock a girl in the face. Oh God! And we've then, all we've all been there. But then everybody too has the McLovin. Like it's a party. You're on. You're drunk. You're and, on. Like there's a girl who's way out of your league, and somehow it's, it's working. working. Fucking it's happen. gonna work. Yeah, things yeah. are working. She loves your fake ID, but like somehow doesn't understand what she's saying. She's like, "So like, what's Hawaii like?" <laughs> he just kind of looks at her. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then you have that beautiful. We're gonna go to go. Hawaii. Then, well, and they're like walking up the stairs, and and he finally just like embellishes it she's like i've never been with an older guy before <laughs> he's just like well you should it's way better 
But no, I do. I love that. It represents like every like different element of high school parties that you felt. I thought that sure. it was really true to like what happened in high school. And okay. and and every um like place you were in high school, like you were all these characters. Uh, and like they literally broke they if you, they if one person's experience this was broken up into many characters all oh, yeah. everyone's experience was all these characters but it was done really nicely which is what I I've, I kind of relate like in that party scene it's like I've literally been Seth Evan and Fogel all at the same time the cops I've, I've experienced I was about I've to say I feel like the cops nowadays <laughs> well no I, I I have a strict and not not because I'm like you know super cool or anything but i don't like to party with younger people because i just think it's fucking weird and it's a waste of my fucking time you are the you're the singer <laughs> not me you're jimmy's brother <laughs> you're jimmy's brother and ace is the one in the corner going just sing just don't be fucking don't, weird. don't be fucking weird, weird. Don't, don't make this fucking weird <laughs> that's why you've had to stop hanging you out sing. with younger parties like, don't make this fucking weird man don't like, make it weird man just sing it's, it's sing. way worse if you, you sing do. good <laughs> Dude, all right. Favorite scene. Favorite scene from the movie. Oh, that's that's tough. Andrew, you go. The soccer field. The soccer field? I think the soccer field is the funniest. And it, it kicks off the movie, really. Sure. It does. You know, like, that's where he comes up with the plan. Like, that's where, like, this is what we're going to do. Like, Jules wants to fuck me tonight. And she, he's like, Becca you can make boots? this happen with Becca tonight. I love the soccer fields. And plus, I just think it's funny when he, like, boots the ball and he's like and i love when he's like he runs on the field and evan's like dude come on get out of here they're gonna make me run laps again this has happened before where Seth, <laughs> where Seth has come storming on the field before i love i love how innocently he goes you know he doesn't he clearly doesn't understand he's like i should buy becca booze and he's like yeah he's like yeah that'd be pimp yeah <laughs> And he goes, I even offered to pay for it. I feel like like, like, like one of those pimps. One of those pimps right now. <laughs> Dude, that is fucking that pimp. That is fucking pimp. Ace, what's your favorite scene? Uh, when Seth gets hit the second time. <laughs> By the, the car? Yeah, and smashes the windshield. And just that whole thing of, oh, God, not again. Like, this has happened again. Yeah, like, the cops. This happened, like, this is again? They're trying to justify it. He's like, he's like, well, we were playing lightsabers. Excuse me. You shot a light in my face. You shot a light in my face. I'm driving a fucking car. And Fogel goes, hey, and they just like turn around to him. They're like, <laughs> that is a good scene. That's yeah, a great that, scene. That's really good. And then What's, everything leading after it, where like he has to chase after Michael Sarah. He's the fastest man alive. He's the fastest kid he's alive. Fastest kid he's alive. Fastest alive. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna fight. No, don't do that. <laughs> Fucking morning. <laughs> no, I'll just scare him out. The side of the road. <laughs> That's the fastest kid alive. <laughs> fastest kid alive, my ass. <laughs> um, what's yours? It's definitely hands down. It's it's the singing scene. The singing I, scene, dude. I love it. These eyes cry every night. These eyes, eyes in the dance move. We used to reenact that scene when we were a member of um the original Prankster film company. Dude, I've got that Good video Lord. somewhere. Oh, Fucking eyes, I sing a lot of love, and, <laughs> and then and you see, oh, he's the like, cocaine wow, guy is just wow, losing wow, it. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I love the guy in the fedora, which I never love guys in fedoras, but the guy in the fedora is just in the in the butterfly chair. Like, yeah. Well, you know who the guy in the fedora Martin, is, right? Martin Starr. It's Martin Starr from Freaks and Geeks. Is it really? Big glasses. He's in Knocked Up. And He's in uh, Adventureland. Fucking Adventureland. Yeah, he smokes wow. the pipe in Adventureland. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Poor choice of phrasing, but he does. <laughs> yeah, he smokes pipe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, he's the guy that smokes a pipe. He brings the pipe to the party. Yeah, he brings the pipe. No, he brings cigarettes. I love it. He looks badass in that scene. But yeah, that's cool. easily my favorite scene. That's a pretty good scene. Oh, honorable mention when Seth uh, when Seth gets spit on in the, <laughs> by Jesse's. Hey Seth, you hear him having a big grad party Saturday? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> well, guess what? You're not coming until your fucking faggot friend he can't come either. Oh, and Michael Sarah's like. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you heard, but uh, he's throwing a party this weekend and you're not invited. Man, you really bitched out back there. <laughs> I bitched out. You bitched out. <laughs> Fucking Judas. <laughs> what are they saying at the end before they meet up with Becca and Jules? And he's, when he's, he's trying on the pants. Like, yeah, it's like, it looks like, like, like a division <laughs> sign. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's what that's what they like. A nice big fucking moose knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> male camel toe. Yeah, male camel toe. Well, Got one nut up by my cock. They almost do like a like a There's one up, cock, one down. <laughs> like a maybe gay thing, because Michael Sarah's looking at his butt and he's like, it's too tight. It's way I too just tight. wish there was more jean. Like, <laughs> I, I wish there was more jean. <laughs> <tight. laughs> <laughs> I just wish there was more pants. Like oh, that's too tight. And then at the end of it, he's like, yeah, these are fucking gay. <laughs> and I, love, <laughs> I love how it does it really all ties into the theme of the movie though they're best friends yeah and they, they fucking love each other and they're fucking dipshits and they learn nothing he wakes no, up next no no i just your mom has huge tits <laughs> i think they learn a lot do you really wait hold on seriously you don't think they learn anything by the end i mean i think they learn something morally but like they're still the dipshits from the beginning where it's like they're talking about arbitrary shit and seth is talking about arbitrary shit Evan is correcting him, which I do love about the character Evan is he's not just like a feeble bitch. No, like he's he's definitely like a witty contender, like as oh, much they, they're on par with each other in different ways. Oh, yeah. Like even when he's like, oh, yeah, your mom's got great tits. It's like jealous you got to suck on. It's like, well, at least you got to suck on your dad's dick. Yeah. And it's like, that's quick. That's, that's quick. really quick. It's and not he the is best quick. insult, but it's quick. He is quick, though. Yeah, like he is high school <laughs> quick. At least you got to suck on your dad's dick. <laughs> Get the, when I was you... thinking about the porn I was going to subscribe to, the Vagtastic Voyage. Vagtastic Voyage? What son's that? <laughs> He's sitting there like eating his cereal. Like your parents are going to be looking at the bill, dipshit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, and that's. I feel like that's such the, such the, that is so very much how it goes with these buddy comedies. There's one who has like these big elaborate plans, but he's a dipshit. And there's one who's afraid to do anything, but he's actually goes very along smart. for the journey. But he's also very smart, mm. like and kind of aware of shit. What about like like Perfect Ten, you know, like like Perfect Ten, because I mean that could be, could be bowling, could be like a bowling website. Yeah, I brought a condom and some sperm without a lube. Yeah, but they don't really show dick going in, which is a huge concern. <laughs> yeah, you ever yeah. seen a vagina by itself? Not really for me. Not for me. I, I thought that was funny, just the way that they held on that. Yeah. For a second. And it was like, not really for me. Not really for me. Dude, there's so many good editing choices in this movie. I agree. Not to be like pretentious about it, but no, like there, I agree. there, there craft, really are. Editing craft wise, yeah, I agree. Craft in this movie is on point. Like you can tell that everybody was made. That's what's really interesting about this movie for me. You can tell everybody was on the same page with what movie we're making. Mm -hmm. And that's so rare to find. That's so rare to find. And like, I don't know, just like the, again, going back to reading about it earlier today, it's like, fuck man, like they clearly had a blast and they all felt comfortable and they were just- Seems like it was a really fun set. Well, it seems that way because like you watch the movie and it's like, damn dude. You know who's in this is Clark Duke. Yeah. 
he's Clark in the office yeah, in the last he, season. He's, he's like really skinny. He's literally just in the background when uh, Becca and Evan meet at the party. He's in the background. Clark! And then, and then you see him Clark. leaving the, the party and he says, Pete. Fogel's a badass. Oh. Yeah, when he's like dragging Fogel out, he's like, shit, Fogel's a badass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And and uh, Curran even mentions, like, is that the guy from The Office? I was like, I don't know. Talk about full circle, though. Uh, going, I love I love bookends. Talk about how cool it is when uh, that douchebag, he spits on. Uh, oh, yeah. And then he gets knocked out at All the right. end. So that's another example of the inconsequential violence where he just gets cracked in the jaw with a fucking nightstick. <laughs> like, nice mullet, asshole. <laughs> hard swung in the fucking jaw with a nightstick. And he's like, yeah, totally. Do that to a kid. <laughs> they're, they're about to shoot the gun. They hear the alarms. Oh, my God, the cops. <laughs> he literally spits on him, and then he just looks at him. He goes, the kid goes, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you guys think? Categories? <sighs> yeah, let's hit those. I feel like we covered it. I feel like we covered it. I, I feel like we didn't do it justice, but what would? Superbad is a great movie. How do you do it justice? Superbad is a great buddy comedy. I love it. I love everything about it. Let's hit the categories. I so hear. the categories. All right. Did it work? Yeah. Uh, fuck yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like half of these we already did answer. Fuck yeah. Superbad works. <laughs> yeah, it totally fucking works. Um, it still holds up today. I would show it the same way I would show any classic comedy. A seventh or eighth grader like going into high school right now should see super bad. Super bad? I one hundred percent think so. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you say seventh or eighth grader? Yeah. Huh. Bold. That's when I saw it. That's bold, Cotton. Let's see if it works out. I'd say go see Dodgeball. Yeah, I'd see Dodgeball. Do you see Dodgeball in fifth grade? No. <laughs> Andrew's like, no, no, I'm just giving you my history. <laughs> no, no, I'm telling you. I would say <laughs> middle of high school. I would say like at the beginning of your junior year, Morty, you should but probably watch But kids are like so more bad. progressive now. Like kids like party in ninth grade now. Theo yeah. already knows calculus. Right. Yeah, and the porn Shout out to Theo. Shout out to Theo. <laughs> anyway. Theo Rivera. <laughs> Talking to you. Met him last night. Big guy. Yeah. Anyway. He's a big, he's, What's next? He's got ham legs. Um, we did did it work, and uh, movie or film? Mm. Film. Final Def answer. Defend yourself now. Comedies can be films. I don't disagree, but defend it. Writing, mm. on point. Acting, in service of the writing. On point. Mm -hmm. Cinematography in service of the writing. On point. I think that everything. I, I think what's what's defining this as a film for me is that it was it was all spearheaded. Like it it knew which direction it was going. It knew its audience. It knew what it was trying to achieve. And not only did it do it well, it did it really fucking well. So it's, do Marvel movies and their movies. Uh, hmm. All right. I mean, maybe. I, I, I'm i not going to die on this hill. I would just say it's a film because we've been saying it consistently. It's a classic. It is a classic. Uh, I think Could a classic, classic not be a film? Yeah. Okay. That's American fair. American Pie is a classic. It's a movie. Fair. I would say that, okay, no, that's actually, thank you. Thank you. That's a really good jumping off point. I would say this has craft, whereas American Pie, it, doesn't really. I, all right, I'm with you there. I, I, the I music, think it's a the cinematography, uh, it, it seems like it's a vision as opposed to like, oh, 
here's an hour and a half of laughing. Sure. And, and I understand that. I would call it a movie still, but it definitely has style. It's got some I, good style. I might agree with you there. Okay. I, I might it's agree with It's a movie with there. some fucking serious style. Some Judd serious Appet- fucking Judd style. Judd Apatow's a fucking genius, man. Like, he really did change the comedic game. Like That's yeah. the one area I was going to go with to kind of validate what Matthew said, is that when Judd Apatow puts his spin on it, it's smart. It's sharp. Yeah. So it does have that characteristic to it. But ultimately, I agree with Ace. I think it's a movie. So, and, and if I could leapfrog off of that i'm probably one of the few who's mistaking it for a film just because of how good judd apatow is and just how much fucking style and it could be a little so so much style a little recency bias you've watched it like five times (laughs) true you know what i mean so i think you're You're really into it right now and i'm not saying this is a characteristic of a film however it's not nothing that i could literally watch this back to back to back to back no, it's not nothing. enjoy every... It's not nothing, man. It's I not, think it's nothing, a summer man. blockbuster movie. A summer blockbuster? It 100% was. Blockbuster. Oh, yeah, it definitely it was. I remember seeing was. this like July, August. This was like a groundbreaking summer movie. Yeah, yeah dude. Shit. It was. Can I tell like, you what were the numbers in that? Not to the extent of what The Hangover ended up becoming in that summer of 09. Sorry. In that summer of 09. But like Superbad hit... Oh, it hit a market. Oh, yeah, I do. I remember when being in high school and it was like, you have got to see Superbad. And when I graduated high school, me and my buddies would sit in the basement and fucking just rip bongs and watch Superbad and Pineapple Express and a Bob Marley DVD literally for three months straight. It was yeah. those three movies. That was the thing to do. So the budget for Superbad was $20 million. Wow. Really? Budget wow. was $20 million. Makes sense. And it grossed, it grossed $171 million. On, overall? Opening weekend, thirty-three million. I want that Damn. kind of success, dude. Jesus. To make it all the, to make it all back, then some in the opening in the weekend. first weekend, and that's just U.S. and Canada. Damn, that's pretty fucking sweet, dude. I don't know if this has an Asian market because you know how. What about Maroki? The guy like, he makes tiramisu with. <laughs> I like him a lot. He has He's no lines. Scenes. He has zero lines, but I like him for some no, reason. No, the, the only reason I say that is because in the Asian market, that's where you hear about like Fast and the Furious movies and all these big budget well, yeah, like, action movies make making it. So like, I think that's pretty impressive to think that one comedy did that kind of a return first weekend just in America alone. And Canada. And Canada. So yeah, I, I agree. That's the... That's something. It's not nothing, man. It's not nothing. It is not nothing. Okay, who stole the movie? Mm, difficult one. Difficult one because we've established parameters. We've broken parameters. And season two, I just, you know, stole the movie. Uh, I, I know who stole the movie for me. Um, it's, it's the homeless man. <laughs> <laughs> He wow. fits in the category. And, he, and he here's totally why. Fits in the because, category. because he has my favorite line. What is hey, it? Hey, it's you on the bus. McMuffin. <laughs> I think I think going into season two. That's pretty good. I think going into season two, guys, we need to change the category. Because I think stealing the movie <laughs> could be so I think many stealing things. the movie can be like I think McLovin is like like, I, like when he I stole think of, the movie. Like I think he could have been a category, like a character who stole the movie. He is Whereas, the movie. So like I think someone like the bum or someone like Jesse who spits on Seth, I think that's a heat check. I think that's like yeah, sure. like sure. They're, like they're like they're there. in there for like I got you there. They have their thirty seconds where it just pops, like Dave Franco. 
30 seconds pops in this movie. Yeah, it's not much of a stolen. It's not, They're not stealing the whole movie. I'm so happy that we're finally having this conversation. Like, so, like, realistically, Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah are the only people who can't steal this movie. Correct. It's yeah, their and movie. It, Becca, for me, Jules. I would say that it was totally the combination of the cops. Which is you which can, is super fair. You can totally like, put them as one character, as Michael's and who? Michael's and Slater. And Slater. Like, they, they are one character of the cops. Which is why I avoided bringing them up, because, again, our parameters have been all over the they place shift. in season one. They but shift. So why I, don't we set those? Why don't we make them two things? Two things. You've got... what? How do you... Best little heat check. Be, best little heat check for me is the bum. Which is like your 30 seconds to like four... 30 Just seconds to in. five minutes of, of Just screen like, time. Just like, oh, that is a good moment. So it was like... And like, the nominees are the bum... Jesse, yeah. Dave Franco, and the fucking dude from the liquor store, the, the dude from the head, liquor store, the cokehead. Oh, even the even the woman from the liquor store. The woman I, from the... I have a veterinary yeah. exam to study for. Someone has an exam. Uh, apparently, somebody has an exam to study for. Um, was he like? So who's so me, you were? He was. He was like you. Oh, so he was, was Jewish. Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like Marshall Mathers, Eminem. Does he look like this? He's a big smile. <laughs> Did I say he looked like an African Jew? I said he looked like you. Do you look like an African Jew? No, I look like a police officer. I look like a cop. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty slick. No, I look like a All right, cop. so back back to that idea though. I still I stand with my heat check. It's the bum, but I agree with you both. The cops. They stole the movie. What do you 100%. think? Hundred percent. I think McLovin steals the movie. You think, think McLovin. McLovin steals the movie? I think McLovin steals the movie, and I think Jesse is the heat check guy. I think Jesse's spit scene and then him getting walloped oh, really? in the face. I think they're gold. Well, it's nice bookends. It's like you started shit, you got what you deserve. Yeah, you got your jaw cracked eventually by the Swift. What do you got? Swift nice. Justice. My my, whoever steals the movie, I think is the cops. Mm -hmm. And my heat check is one hundred percent the guy from the liquor store. The guy's like. Did you do that? No. <laughs> no. Someone should really clean this up. <laughs> I was like, I fucking hate my life. Fuck about this. Someone should clean this up. They could have really hurt themselves. That was, <laughs> like, kicked into the that side. was a great McLovin. <laughs> Somebody, should... Somebody should really clean this up. They could have really hurt themselves. <laughs> do you have your ID? Comedies of season my identification. He goes, really? <laughs> and then he goes, makes me feel younger. <laughs> Fuck, dude. The All cops right. ask so, him for it, and he's like, I think I have it. And <laughs> and how great is it when your guy shows up at the party? Oh, man, that's fucking, that's where it really made sense. Like, he's just this miserable little prick. And, and then even, he, I don't know why they had this cut, but when the guy comes and punches out McLovin and the woman's screaming, he just cracks the <laughs> fucking Bud Light. And he chucked, like, you could see it coming out of his mouth. He's just trying to get it all in there. Sir, did you do this Sir, on the did floor? you do this? No. No. No, we no, did not. <laughs> Um, what's the next life. category? Yeah, next category. What do we got? Um, all right, so, so excited. Uh, favorite line. Do we have a favorite line? I There's do. So many. Hundred percent. I can narrow it down to one. All right. Well, go. Mine is what I'm supposed to sit here and eat dessert alone, like I'm fucking Steven Glansberg. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that is the absolute because nobody else in the theater thought that was funny except for me, mm. and I still find that. Like, I've watched this with friends, and, like, nobody laughs at that line, and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I know that guy. <laughs> I'm like, fucking Steven Glansberg. Yeah. That line does it for me. 
How about you, Belts? Dude, my favorite line, it's not even really a line. It's like the situation. Dude, like when he punches her breast and (laughs) he's like, I'm sorry. You know, I just, it was a friendly. And then then Gabby comes up and she's like, we got to get to class. And they like turn and go. And he goes, sorry. And then he goes, hi. (laughs) Bye. Sorry. That's my favorite. It's just because like you were talking about it earlier, like the awkwardness. I think that the facial change in that scene, like her face change and his at the same time, like again, just brilliant edits right there. I was like, wow. Well, and she catches him staring at her boobs. Yeah. And he's just like, (laughs) you people can't see us right now, but we're doing a really good impression. Yeah, we are. Just like, sorry, bye. And then even, even actually, I'll take that line and I'll throw it to another scene. It's when he offers her the pen. No, that's that's all you, Mrs. That's and then, for you, Miss. And then, then they're trying he's trying to leave, but they're going the same way. And he just he's goes like, faster. Ah. <laughs> Did you give me like a bottle of gold slick bottle? That's the one with the little gold flakes in it. She goes, Yeah, very girly. He goes, mm, classy. You gotta get me a bottle of Kyle's killer lemonade. Kyle's killer lemonade. Kind of gay, gay, but that's kinda fine. Gay, but I'll do it. She's just no, like, no, no. <laughs> The funny thing about my back is that it's located on my cock. <laughs> Again. So like, you do want some alcohol? You do. <laughs> either way. Either way is fine. Either way is fine. Way is fine. <laughs> uh, Ace, what do you got? Yeah, what do you got, dude? Mine is when um, the cops come into the party and start breaking it up. Like, Seth was just fucking... Seth Rogen was literally firing off gold after gold after gold. We assume you all have guns and crack. That was it. <laughs> that was it. That was fucking awesome. Mine is prepare to be fucked by the swift dick of the law. <laughs> Sounds like someone has We will shoot you. <laughs> we will shoot you. Later, sugar tits. <laughs> Hold his hand like a mister. Miss, 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 sister. Spread your shit. Spread your shit. Hold his hand. Hold his hand. Hold his hand. Hold my hand. We're going to blame these two little dipshits. We're going to pin it on them. <laughs> You like Officer Slater and I, McLovin? Yeah, you guys are awesome. <laughs> You're McLovin smoker. <laughs> Smoke it long and hard. <laughs> and then, dude, I love when he comes again, like their two storylines meeting, McLovin walking around the cop car with the cigarette, and then you see Seth. <laughs> you just see him, he goes, what the fuck? <laughs> Why are you smoking cigarettes with those cops? Dude, I love it's you, McMuffin. McMuffin. (laughs) I still love the flashback when they're getting kicked out. Fuck you. (laughs) Well, and Jonah Hill goes when the bum says that he goes, "You know this guy." (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, we uh, you know. Um, what's next, Ace? I think that's it. No, we only have three categories. Wow. No, this is four of them. (laughs) No, we have four. Four. What would you do differently? Oh, that's right. Um, what would you do differently? It's has it been that long? Uh, yeah, it has. It's been a minute. I, I think the answer is nothing. Oh, I know the other one. I don't know the other one. You I would think do I nothing. probably would have okay, given fine. the girls more storyline. It's not their story. story it's line? not, but I think I, I would have liked more screen time with the girls. That's fair. That's well, fair. we got a whole career out of Emma Stone. It has nothing to do with after the movie. I just would have liked to have seen like more developing story with them. Less time at the party. Like less time at that shit party. Yeah. The, with, the, with the bums. And, yeah. Like, maybe and, like, like go less... to their party yeah. and like hear them talk about the guys and see yeah. if there's anything to relate to. Even there. just to like see the girls in that environment. Like I sure. think that would have been nice to add to the story. That's I definitely would have cool. done that differently. Sure. How about you, Belts? Nothing still? 
Um, I honestly no, <laughs> dude. Like this movie's so enjoyable, start to finish, and uh, I don't really see anything that I personally would want to change. I'm sure that there's stuff to change, but no, no, no. I, I digress. I would try to edit it down. Again, I really would try to cut. What's the runtime? Two hours. Well, Two? about an hour fifty-eight. And what you'd cut ten? <sighs> ten to fifteen, if really? I could. Yeah. I mean, I'd let, I, I think you could have told this story in about... Hour and a half. Hour and a half, hour 40, max. You could have got this whole thing out. So and again, I think like a lot... What's that? You're looking, to, you're looking to cut 18. Yeah, and I, I think you could. There, I think there are whole scenes that you could cut. Again, the... And they are fucking hilarious scenes, but just to make the fucking thing go on. Mm. Uh. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> now... If it was made today, if it was made today, uh, is this going to... Wouldn't be. Hold for dog it's Slater and Michaels. <laughs> Nice, boys. Take your pee out because we're going to be fucking alive. <laughs> boys, please. It's Andrew's scene. <laughs> you know the scene. We'd <laughs> just like to let everybody know that if you're going to be fucking tonight, use the Walgreens parking lot next door. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If this was going to be made today theater or on demand oh uh, ne- this is a netflix movie netflix movie because netflix has tried to make like 15 of them since then <laughs> yeah but they yeah. haven't de- well, mm. but these movies don't come to theater these movies don't get made anymore first like what was last good comedy like this it, last good raunchy comedy they died hmm the run no i i agree with andrew the raunchy comedy a uh, little uh little has women? died is it Little Women or the with, Final Hours or with with Emma Watson? Oh, he's making a joke. <laughs> no, 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 he's serious. Oh no, you're thinking of Good Boys? No, no, he's thinking of the one with Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, and, and Allison Brie. Uh, right. It's about the nuns. The nuns. <laughs> yeah, what the that fuck was is that? a good one. The hours or no? The, the little the, hours. The little hours. The, the little hours. hours. Yeah, that was fucking hilarious. I'm yeah. so happy you just fucking brought that up. Great movie. Dude. No, so he's absolutely funny. right. But that, but like the uh, to Andrew's point, the Judd Apatow brand of raunchy humor with heart gone. It's dead. Done. Too sensitive. People are way too sensitive. And I don't know why, because those are some of the... Dude, 40-Year-Old Virgin being the apex of what those movies can and should be. That movie was full of heart. It was full of tits. It was full of humor. (laughs) Where the heart is located behind. Where the heart is located behind. (laughs) You just can't make things like that anymore. Which doesn't make sense to me, because I... I, As raunchy as it is, I thought that the 40-Year-Old Virgin is so wholesome. I agree. I agree. I mean, it's about yeah. love at, at its core. It's so love. real. Forty Year Old Virgin, as outlandish as some of the things are in that movie, like that's a very genuine movie. Like there's, like, so there's are you so saying many that, that can relate to that? So are you saying that we, as an audience, have lost our desire for what's real? Yeah, because everything has to be so sheltered and hidden from people. Like, like the reality is, like, like reality is not reality to people anymore. Dude, your forearms look great. What? Your forearms look great. Just saying. <laughs> if you could see the audience, you would agree. Fucking weirdo. Video next episode. <laughs> Just noticed. 
Anyway, but yeah, like it's this weird thing. I, I don't know. It bought. It's a. It's a real bummer that it, it's come to this when it comes to comedy and film. Yeah, because there should be room for all. Like that's the great thing about movies is that it's like a person's creativity. You know, like right. like people aren't allowed to explore with things anymore. Like everything sure. is so censored now. What I don't. It? I don't think that that's the case. I mean, they're not. They might not be greenlighting movies, but it doesn't mean like if a movie gets made, it's, you know, put in the dumpster and like on the like they're not burning them like they're burning books. No, it's and, just like they're not making them. No, maybe they're not. Maybe they're not. What was the last thing <clears throat> uh, Judd did? What is the last thing that Judd did? They've Jamie, all kind of up. they've all kind. Of, well, here's the thing. He they, went to love. They on can Netflix. almost they can almost express these emotions through serious movies instead. Like you can't like glorify laughing at a dick joke anymore it offends hmm. too many people but like if you spin it and to put it into like a political movie you know what i mean where there's like elements of it then sure. people are okay with it sure you know i see that i see that and as it, long it, as it, it doesn't like offend their agenda then they're good i think that if you did make the movie i really do think that if the movie was made people would see it and they be like oh this is still hilarious like this is still funny and I don't think that like it's not not funny anymore. I don't know. I hope so. I hope you're make right. Some, I just make some goddamn risks. We just have nothing I, to base that on, you know. No. I agree with Ace. I think that I I think that the appetite for these type of movies is still out there. I just think that um, maybe people are embarrassed to admit that they want those kind of movies. That that's a really good point. Man. On record, I want more of these movies. Hey man, no I'll second that. I'll second that. Hundred percent. I agree. I agree. What do you guys think? Is this super bad? Yeah, yeah. I think um I think we've said everything we can say about super bad and I'm fucking love that we lo- that we let off with this. Yeah, me too. This is great. This me is, too. This, this is a good movie. Um shit. What you guys been watching? That's what I really want to know. Before we uh, wrap up this whole thing, I want to know what have you guys been watching? Anything good? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> super bad four times. <laughs> super bad 55 times. Um, no. 45 fifths of McCluskey. <laughs> the 858 fifths of McCluskey. Um, no, I've been watching horror movies in anticipation of uh, what is going to be a great Hollowitch October. Ween. Dude. Hollowitch Ween, baby. Yeah. Um, nice. I've been watching been watching a lot fuck dude like i've i think i've watched re rewatched night of the living dead og a hundred times by now jesus i love that movie they're coming to get you love. they're coming to get you barbara yeah dude um yeah so old old school horror movies that's what i've been up to i haven't seen anything nice. new but i did see suspiria suspiria oh, yeah what'd you fucking think um that fever the dream. new one or the original one i saw the new one I enjoyed the new one. It's a fucking fever dream. It was fevered. It was dark. It made me very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But what I'm told by everybody who's seen the original is that I should not have watched the new one. You shouldn't have watched the new one? Should not have because apparently it's a gigantic departure from the original and like the original did not need to be remade. That's the note. Well, I'll watch the original and you tell me. <clears throat> so it's like Norbit. That's <laughs> <laughs> just like Norbit. <laughs> Just like Norbit. Speaking of Eddie Murphy, I also watched uh, Nutty Professor 1 and 2. Nice. Nice. Good choices. Thank you. What about you? Uh, Sopranos, strictly. Mm. I've been trying to trudge through the Sopranos. When I say trudge, it's the first season is a trudge. First time? Yeah. 
Okay. Like, given it all the way through. And is given this... it all the way through. Like, I have literally gone this long. 1999 it came out. Mm-hmm. 1999. So, for... 20... Yep. Yeah. A lot of years. 22 years? A lot of years. You've I've, been putting this off. I've been straight up putting this off. And 22 years. Yeah. About 22 years. And yeah. is the only reason that you're now watching it so that you can see the new movie with full, you know, clean conscience? I I saw the trailer for the movie. I'm like, fuck, this looks awesome. And I am, I've been chastised before for not seeing The Sopranos. I watched the first two episodes of The Sopranos years ago, and I'm like, I don't have time to do this. <laughs> I really don't have time. I don't time. have time for this bullshit. I don't have time for this nonsense. And I, again, decided I'm going to just do it. And <laughs> I got through the first season. I just ended it last night. And... I gotta tell you, it was a trudge. I had to, I, and I wanted to watch and carry on. And I know there's still five more seasons I have to watch. Andrew is just look fucking, at his eyes. Yeah, he is like <laughs> grilling and grinning, real like he's lurish. dude. Those eyes are saying, just start season two. And then, I did. I saw the first episode of season two, and I can see how the characters are developing. Like, I, I can see it's like okay. I can see where the problem is here. I can see where this is going to get wild. Like, I like that there's already conspiracy within the family. I know that the therapist is coming back and shit's going to get really weird. I, I like that they, like, Tony kills somebody by the end of the first season. Like, thank you. Thank you. Like, he prove your to. brutality in, in like, a bit. Like, because the whole thing, I'm like, all right, I know you have, a rep like, a reputation for something. Like, you're not a bitch. You're not, not, you didn't not kill people. I know you did not kill people. So. You came from a background. Yeah. So I I'm can't like, wait till you re till you really meet Ralphie. I don't know Ralphie yet. Mm. I don't know Ralphie yet. No, you do not. So yeah, I know but there's he's more. He's gonna meet. Uh, he's gonna meet. Um, uh, who's the short guy with the crazy eyes? Richie April. You're gonna meet Richie real fucking soon, and it's gonna change your whole you opinion meet Richie about April the show. In season two. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's gonna change your right opinion. On. Um, right on. Like I didn't not enjoy it. I'm not saying that I did not enjoy it. It just but you need that you need that oomph. Yeah, it, I really do need an oomph. Yeah. I, need, I need an oomph, boys. I need an oomph. You're gonna get the oomph. The Sopranos gets dark. So fucking like the Sopranos dark. gets really dark. And you know, they hinted they hinted at some things in the first season, like with the soccer coach. Yep. Like yep. the episode with the soccer coach, I was like, Oh, that was interesting. Yeah. That was very unlike everything I've seen so fucking far. Well, because Tony in season one is almost, he's, I don't want to say he's an idiot, but he's almost like a bumbling goof. He's like, subdued. He's, 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 very he's subdued. working through something. He's very, very subdued. But and he gets villainous. His story just becomes so complex. Well, he, he is villainous in a way already. Like, even the way that he treats his butter, uh, his butter, his buddy. Um, <laughs> when he spreads it across his <laughs> common cool. He's, he's like, oh, oh, oh. No, when, um, <laughs> When he, uh, Arthur, when like the way that he's manipulated, Artie Buko? yeah, mm. the way that he's manipulated Artie and like played that mind game with him, I could see he's like, all right, you definitely have know what and you're show up to. like the true malevolence within you, and I feel like that's what this series is going to do is like pull more of it out of him as shit gets wilder, slowly, yes, smoothly and beautifully. <laughs> Okay, fine. I'm, I'm I'm on the fucking boat already. I'm on the boat. Sounds like you're looking for the life raft. <laughs> I'm on the boat. Just meet Richie April. It's all over. Fine, fine. That's what I've been watching. Andrew, what have you been watching? 
to build on that, I went and saw Many Saints of Newark today. Hell yeah. Um, and? Many Saints of Newark is a great movie. It's standalone. You know, cool. if you had never seen The Sopranos before, you could watch this movie and still be like, oh, okay, cool. But then you'd have to watch The Sopranos. Okay, so they feed each other. They do. They feed each other. And there's a lot of things in the movie that don't necessarily seem important. Like, I could see them not seeming important if you hadn't seen the movie before. Or if you hadn't seen the show before. Mm-hmm. But having seen the show, you're like, Phew. I'm like, oh, wow. It's especially the ending. No kidding. Like, there were there were some anticlimactic moments in the in the movie where I was just kind of like, I, I'm like looking for more. There's definitely going to be a sequel. What? Really? Definitely going to be a sequel. Michael Gandolfini was... even said he would do two of them. Really? He said he doesn't want to get typecast as his father's role, which like I totally get, but he said he would do two of them. Okay. Oh, are they going to try to godfather this? No, I don't even think it'll be like that. I just think... So like you say that as if it's a bad thing. There's the way they the way they did the Sopranos. I'm just being a cunt. They show <laughs> like this is a huge storyline that's like mentioned in the Sopranos throughout the show. Yeah, is handled in this movie. There's one other big element to the Sopranos storyline that's talked about that can be covered before we get to Tony Soprano's era, and I oh. definitely think that oh, the fuck. next movie will cover that. And. They did a really good job. The characters were awesome, especially, again, if you've seen the show and you see the way that these characters play the show's characters, you're like, really, really well done. Casting department spot on. No kidding. Really well. Vera Farmiga, Mm -hmm. she's Livia Soprano. Oh, nice. Who's just the worst. The worst worst ever. Oh, my God. Is she the fucking worst? And Vera crushes it. Who plays Junior? Uh, Corey Stoll from yes. House of Cards. Yes, um, I did see fuck that. Yes. I great. saw that on the IMDb. Look at who's in this. Um, um, Alessandro Nivola, who plays Dicky Moltisante, who's the main character. I have a feeling he'll get an Oscar nod. Um, he's really good. Hmm. John Bernthal as yeah. Johnny Soprano. I was say that's Johnny Soprano, right? So when the fuck is John Bernthal not good. good? Like he's so good. He's so believable. Um, he's almost he's intimidating. But Maltesante is like the main character. Maltesante is the main character. Yep, he's the boss of Newark at that time, right? So that it's weird. He's for? technically not Johnny Soprano is no kid. Oh, um, but Dicky kind mm. of runs his own little like side empire mm. with Leslie Odom Jr.'s character, mm. who's in it. Um, they're <coughs> part co-workers at the beginning, more or less. Leslie Odom works for him, I should say. Yeah. Um, but then it's really their story. No kidding. Yeah, it's really their story. Um, it's called Many Saints. Multisanti, I guess, means many saints. Okay. Oh. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, that makes sense. It's real good. It's a real good movie. Um, Multisantis of Newark. Multisanti. Other than that, I watched the first six episodes of the new American Horror Story. Yeah, what'd you think? Uh, Red Tide. I thought Red Tide was really good, but then it's like a double season. They've Wait a minute. That was shot in Cape Cod. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's Town. right, yeah. Um, and then they just like stopped that season abruptly and made like an alien season. Huh? What do you mean they stopped it abruptly? Like no closure for the end of the season? And no, a new no closure. Like the first five episodes were like really, really good. And then episode six really sucked. And then that was it. Next thing I know, it's just like a new show. Oh. Within the same like numbered no, season? Like, yeah, same numbered season, different title. I was just like, wait, what? I was watching it last night and I like because it see episode seven came out this week, so I went yeah. to watch it last night and I'm like, what is this? And then I started like 
looking on Twitter and stuff, and I'm like, oh. And they're like, that's everybody it. else is. And there's like a, th- a million other people who are like, wait, what just happened? What is happening? Dude, I think that Ryan Murphy's gone off the fucking deep end. I think that he's it? just like, he's trying to like outsmart himself. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> let, how clever, how clever can I be? Yeah, it's like, dude, like, calm down. Like, just, just give it a rest. Just scare man. me, you just know? Just scare, scare me. me. Other than that, I'm trying to think if there's any other movies I've watched. I don't think there are. Um, no. No, other than that, um, I know. Uh, so Big Mouth is coming out with a spinoff. Of their show. That's cool. Um, about the actual hormone monsters. Oh, great. It's called... Um, Classic. The, you one, said it's the reception? Mindy? It's or called the... Human Resources. Human Resources. Yeah. <laughs> with, all the, with all the Big Mouth cast. So That's I'm, clever. I'm looking forward to that. As long as uh, Maya Rudolph is still involved. She I'm, is. I'm in. Baby. That's Baby. pretty much where I'm at, guys. Shookus. Well, fuck. I feel like that's uh, that's a strong way to open the second season. Gentlemen. I agree. I agree. This has been good. This yeah, has been fun. I, uh, you I, know what else this has been? This has been drinking, been watching. I'm I Matthew agree. Belts. I'm Alex Kaimana. And I'm Andrew Hogan. Peace. Peace.